Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. My name is not Mysterious and not Mike and not Talent. It is just Matt. But with me, kicking it as always, trying not to laugh at me through the Skypes, is Mysterious Mike Talent. Well, man, that was an interesting intro, and uh, yes, uh, my name is Mysterious Mike Talent, and you are Matt. Or is it the way, the one I used to talk about before, the talented Mysterious Mike? Uh, no, I don't know. That, oh, no, okay. I don't think it's All that. Right. No. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Matt. So, so, Mike Mysterious Talent? No. No, 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 no. Matt, did you know that... The future is now? In the movie we're talking about today, yes. And what's funny is if we would have recorded this earlier in the week, it literally would have been the day this movie takes place. Yeah, no, pretty crazy, huh? So for those of you who are not our loyal listeners and you're just tuning in, we are talking about the 1995 Keanu Reeves epic Johnny Mnemonic that takes place on January 17th, 2021, which was this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. Uh, that's part of the reason I wanted to review this movie is the future is now. Like, I was like, I was looking at the dates and I was like, that's, that's like tomorrow. Oh my gosh, we need to review this movie. I don't think anybody else is going to be reviewing this movie. So I think we really, we've got the first one on this one. So what you're saying is everyone that has a movie review podcast, all 6,272,901 of them, they should look to our lead because we have them beat. Absolutely. Yes, we beat them. Ha! Our our low-tech war is, we're winning it, Matt. So, Mike, um, is it eerie that this movie is about a pandemic? Um, It, it is a little bit. I was talking with uh, Lisa... Lisa live and local on the radio station this week about that and she was like are you serious i'm like yes yes which for those of you who do not know i put the radio interview i do with lisa every week at the end of the podcast after the after the outro music fyi because you know it's a separate entity so all right mike well you know what uh i'll stop talking about bs and i will let you do your thing so go ahead mike give us the rundown for johnny mnemonic all right, like as you said, Matt, uh, this movie came out in 1995. is directed by Robert Longo. Uh, its writers are uh, William Gibson, and it was starring Keanu Reeves, uh, Diana Meyer, Ice T, and Dolph Lundgren. It is about a data courier literally literally carrying a data package inside his head. Must deliver it before he dies from the burden. Or is killed by the Yakuza. So, Mike, when is Facebook and Google going to hire the Yakuza to come after us all instead of just putting us in Facebook and Google jail? I don't know. I, you know, it's probably a phased approach. So, like, the first approach is, you know, uh, Google jail, and then they'll just kind of they'll they'll contract it out. You know, like much how they've contracted out the content moderation. 
they just haven't gotten to that part, you know. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts over at the Facebooks and the Googles and stuff. So there, it's just a phased approach. Um, I'm sure it's coming. Do you think they're working their way up to it? Like right now they're doing the Italian mob, and then when it really starts getting bad, then they'll call in the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there definitely could be that, maybe. Uh, uh, is, is the Yakuza a little bit higher end in as far as the um, murder for hire and in various uh kind of uh shady dealings i don't know if i would consider the yakuza higher end i would probably consider them more ruthless specifically how they take people out at least portrayed in films and documentaries because they're a little bit more on the torturous side a little bit old school they like their sharp weapons I mean, I'm sure they light their fair share of people up with guns, but, uh, you know, the mafia, they're, they're pretty clean, you know, the Italian mob, they're pretty clean. They just, you know, shoot people pretty much in the head or in the body or whatever versus, you know, the, the Yakuza, they, they want you to know you screwed up before you die. Okay. So, so like, um, if we're ranking like entities that do this kind of thing, uh, where does the cartel come in? Like, is that like, uh. Like a mix between a Yakuza and the Italians, or is it like straight up just a whole nother level? Or what, what, like, what, what do we got now? Now, which cartel are we talking about? Are we talking about the Mexican cartels or the South American cartels? Oh man, that's a good point. Um, let's go with Mexican first. Okay, I would say cartels, Mexican, South American are on a whole nother level versus the mafia because they're they're organized, but they're not quite as organized as what we would think of as traditional organized crime. And so that makes them a little bit more dangerous and a little bit crazier. And clearly, they are in it to send a message even more than the Yakuza because, I mean, who the hell sticks people in, you know, vats of acid and, you know, leaves heads hanging off of bridges? I mean, dude, they're... They're really, really on a level of their own. They're ruthless. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess as far as phases go, Matt, so is it just going like Italian, Yakuza, then cartel? So, like, if we start seeing heads hanging from bridges, things have gotten bad. Yes. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yes, yes. So, I don't want to get too off topic, but I do want to bring something up about the Yakuza. There is a actor in this film... And I recognized him from a, a film that I really, really like from 2000. I would like to review it eventually, but his name is Takishi Kitano. Now, he wrote, directed, and stars in a film that not many people have seen. It did come out in America, but it's called Brother. And it's 100% about the Yakuza. Um how they described it, like the critics that did review it and talk about it, which what's interesting is uh, uh, Roger Ebo is still alive then and he reviewed it, but how they talk about Brother, it's a combination of Reservoir Dogs, uh, Goodfellas, and the Yakuza. Oh, wow. So there, there, there you go, man. There's like Italian and, and all the kinds of mix. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fun movie. We should try to review we that. We do dude. need to get to it. It's hard though because it's very hard to find and it's only in standard definition i have a copy of it on dvd it's basically the the yakuza versus the italian mob in la and then the cartel gets brought into it oh man awesome yeah it's really wild 
that sounds like a good movie, man. Like, man, when I think of like, uh, well, I mean, there's tons of cartel type movies or, or even content, but one of recently that really kind of scared me just visually was like uh, Sicario. Such a good movie. Like, Such a good the, movie. Yeah, they, the way that they portray the cartel, it's like just super frightening. I'm like, oh man, why would you even want to talk to these people? Yeah, you can't. You can't reason with them at all. So anyways, I don't want to get too off topic, but I, I do want to do that movie. I think you would really enjoy it. I don't think you've ever seen it, but it was American. It did come out in a, American theaters. Um, a lot of the dialogue is Japanese in the film, just because the main actor, that's how we wanted to do it, actor, director, and writer. But uh, he's the villain in this movie, and I don't recall him seeing in too many other American films. He's really well-known in Japan, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, back to this movie, Matt. Um, besides it taking place in the future, and there's a pandemic in it, uh, how do you think this aged, Matt? I was a little disappointed. Dude, it aged horribly. I, I was discussing it, again, referring to the radio, it's almost at the level of a B movie. I mean, seriously, it's pretty rough in a lot of spots. Some of it is very decent, like, but the, the saving grace, I think, on this movie until towards the end is the story. The story is very good, very interesting, very unique. There are a lot of the things fall apart, especially about, you know, 160 gigs, 80 gigs, 320 gigs in his head and it's like, come on, dude. But, you know, it's the future and that's what the technology was back then. I mean, you know, think about it, Mike. 80 gigs in 1995 would have cost what? Probably 15 grand. Oh, a massive amount of money. Like it, it, you know, it's it's interesting to look back at like how much that m- would have cost at the time. Uh, compared to now and like what our standard we talk about terabytes we're even starting to get into like petabytes like as more of a normal conversation like that's nuts because that's so much data but yeah no back then matt that's probably like yeah 15 20 grand for sure yeah think about it right now the cell phone i don't know i'm sure you have it in your pocket as well but my cell phone is 128 gigs uh yeah mine's 256 yeah yeah, that's that's a lot of data. That's a whole lot of data. Granted, it's taken 26 years to get to that level, but still, that's pretty amazing. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, during this time period when we were, you know, doing CDs and video games and we we're like, oh man, this game comes on like six discs. And now, I mean, just a patch is bigger than those six discs on some of these video games. It's nuts. Oh, I can't believe it, especially like uh, I was just talking to uh, some of my coworkers about this. The video games, you know, uh, the graphics and stuff come with a cost and the cost is the size of how much data has to be made and stuff. And like when they're coming out with patches that are like 60 gigs and then they're then uh, we're also getting capped by our our uh, providers, our ISPs. It's like everybody's working against you because everything's getting more like bigger, like uh, 4k video streams or uh, downloading the game content updates all the time. Like the updates for your phones, the updates for your computers, the updates, just updates, updates, updates. We're just going to burn through all that data in like two seconds. And then we're going to have to pay even more 
Like it's just ridiculous. It's it's ah, it may it makes me upset. So, Mike, are you finally getting data caps? I am not, but um, th- they will be. I'm confident that my ISP, as soon as the deal, like so, my ISP got bought by another ISP. And part of the original deal was no data caps for seven years. Well, that seven years is quickly eroding. And uh, they filed a petition to end the deal early with the data caps uh, two years early. So none of that looks good. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, Mike, I have data caps and I've had data caps. I don't know. I don't remember how long they instituted them with. The lovely Cable One who changed their name to try and, you know, not sound as shitty, but Sparklight. My data cap right now is I have not blasted through it yet. I've come close a couple times, especially with the pandemic and when I spend extra days at home or I stream 4K movies. It gets close. But right now I'm almost at a terabyte. I'm at 750 gigs every month. And I have to say, I'm pleasantly surprised that... I haven't blasted through it. Well, it's good that you work too much. It's real good. Yeah, I don't have time to game. I If I'm lucky, I get to game maybe once a month now. I watch maybe, I don't know, two or three movies a week, tops. I mostly just work all the time. So anyways, I don't want to talk too much about that. So anyways, back to Jim, Johnny Mnemonic, because we like to get off topic here at the Real Film Nerds Podcast. This movie um, was rough, dude. It was rough. The acting was really rough. I thought that this was older than Bill and Ted's Excellent and Bogus Journey, and it is not. It is actually newer than both of those. It sure as heck doesn't look like it, though. Yeah, I, I felt it. The the graphics and some of the style choices definitely did not age that great. Uh, I guess I kind of compared a little bit to like Hackers, which came out around the same time. And it had a lot of the visuals and stuff. But I feel like this one just, I don't know. I think Hackers aged better, though. I think it did, too. But I don't think they were trying to be as future. Like, this is trying to be, you know, more in the future. Where Hackers was, like, present day with some, like, computer overlay stuff to, like, make you, you know... Like some, you know, the little visuals of like light traveling through things and stuff, you know, kind of the, the, the weird thing with the Gibson and stuff in, in Hackers, right? you know, where they're showing, right. like trying to visualize signals and data going into like computers and stuff. So the audience could kind of follow, but, um, yeah, I don't know this, this one, the, the end, uh, well, I don't, I, I, is it spoilers, Matt? I mean, I guess... We're not there I guess yet. I can, Mike, it's yeah. your beloved film. Do you want to spoil it before we get to spoilers? Or do you have questions you would like to ask me? No, no, no. I, I, I want to ask you a question, Matt. I want to ask you... Mike, is it an important question? It is an important question. Matt, will you marry your beer? Will I marry my beer? What? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. You're just saying it wasn't an important question. I don't know. I was feeling like I was supposed to ask you something. Anyway, uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, 
Well, Mike, thanks for asking. And I think why it caught me so off guard is because I'm not drinking a beer, but also you said Marriott, and you know I am a lone wolf. I will be a lone wolf for life. I'm going to be buried completely alone, childless, just tossed to the side of a freeway in the year 20, I don't know. Let's go with 2030. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Anyways, yeah, that got dark fast. Okay, Mike, well, I am drinking a little whiskey this evening. I'm drinking some of the original because I can't find my favorite Blanton's because everybody buys it, but I'm just drinking a little Buffalo Trace whiskey. Oh, man, excellent, excellent. Uh, that is a nice whiskey. I've I've had that myself, and that's very nice. I guess technically bourbon, but... Okay, Mike, what IPA... Are you consuming this evening? Oh, Matt, I'm as excited because it's not an IPA. I'm excited because it's not an IPA. So I'm just drinking a uh, normal uh, shock top. Oh, wow! I, I saw the the mohawk. It's it, hard to you know miss that dude. Well, all right, Mike. Now it is time for my question. Literally the most important question of the podcast. Mike, how does 1995's Johnny Mnemonic relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thanks for asking. Uh, So, you know, I picked this movie and I was like, oh, you know, it should have somebody that worked on some MCU movie. And, uh, you know, as I got deeper and deeper into the cast and and crew, I didn't seem to find anything. But towards the end, I was able to find somebody. uh, Darren Boyosi worked in uh, special effects department on Johnny Mnemonic and on Captain America Civil War. What I find interesting is the movies that you pick tend to be the hardest ones for you to find in MCU tie-in. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, I you, you know, I don't look for the movie based on what I think is going to be an MCU. I just like for this one, I really wanted to talk about it because the the time is now, so it's kind of neat. You know, like we're living in the future. You know, usually when we watch these movies, you know, when we watch this, you know, twenty six years ago, where we like. I mean, we probably didn't even think we were going to make it that long. I know I didn't. When we, when we were young, we were like, oh, man, 25, they're so old. You just feel like you're not like, I don't know, you feel like people that are in their 30s and 40s are like old people, like super old people. You're like, that's my parents' age. Yeah, my parents had me in their 40s, so yes. Yeah. A- anyway, um that's that's i don't i don't know so i don't use the mcu as a i i enjoy the challenge matt and sometimes it's 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 a big challenge (laughs) but uh it's it's fun to keep tying everything it's kind of creepy and interesting that just about every movie that we've reviewed matt is related to mcu i mean even jaws jaws i know that's your crowning achievement it's also your favorite movie ever but that's your crowning achievement for the MCU, that you tied that some bitch to someone in the MCU. It's amazing. It is amazing. Okay, so speaking about Jaws, Mike, tell me about the dolphin. What the hell is going on with the dolphin? That was so effing ridiculous. 
All right, so that's uh, that's what I was going to talk about before we. I was like, should I do the spoilers? And then I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know, Matt. I really don't know. Like, I guess in this cyberpunk y world or whatever, a lot of stuff's going on and, uh, you know, taking orders from a dolphin. And dolphins know how to hack programs and encryption and live in very small tanks with what looks like a laser red eye and all kinds of other bullshit. And it constantly makes noises. That's just annoying as hell. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. The, um, and uh, you know, another thing that's a little weird about the movie is like, we were talking about a little bit, but we didn't truly touch on it. Like the data courier thing is kind of cool. Like, that that kind of I I could actually see at some point people having implants and stuff and being able to do more things because like people are starting to do it a little bit now with certain things they're putting in like tags and different things into their body and stuff and um wait like hold RFIDs. on are you talking about the uh, the vaccine where Bill Gates is inserting microchips that's in the vaccine into all of us so he can track all of us even though we all have cell phones in our pockets. That they're all tracking already? Uh, no, no. I'm just talking about the people who voluntarily insert uh, implants for like RFID or some other things. I think I've seen some people that have like lights, like almost like. Yes. Yeah. I've seen you that know, under like, their skin, the LEDs. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people, yeah, you know, I, I guess it's kind of a new way of like body art, I guess, in some ways where, you know. It's more internal though, like because you know there's there's like tattoos and different things that people do, and now I think sometimes people put like LEDs or or RFID type things inside of them so they can do things. You know, like you could walk up to your your house with your RFID implant, and unless they cut your hand off, they can't get in. Right. Well, and like there's somewhere uh, I understand some of the I watched a thing on 60 Minutes a while back. I'm sure you watch the same thing. You watch 60 Minutes avidly like myself. But um, they had one where they did a whole like story about it. And the one that I really liked was the people that have the chips like in their hand that has all their like medical information. I think that's really, really smart because it's always with you. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's yeah. Um and you know it doesn't even seem far-fetched to me as uh, being a recent parent um having your kids implanted with something so you can keep track of them like almost like you do with the uh your your pet animals like your dogs where you put the chip in them i could totally see people doing that to their kids i'm not saying i would do it i mean obviously my kid's just gonna have some sort of cell phone or something taped to him like you know like even if he can't you know use it I was talking about his onesie just having a some sort of, you know, zipper or container so he can just get the tracker on him, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, how many spare iPhones do you have lying around? You got to at least have two or three. You could just, you know, duct tape onto his back. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a plan, Matt. You know, it's like, you know, you don't get an iPhone until you're three and he doesn't get it but he's getting his ipad when he turns two you know like well of course i mean that's yeah yeah i think that's a law isn't it his yeah his apple watch he gets like uh two and a half you know wow holding out on the apple watch for a while Jeez, how do you live with yourself mike yeah well we we just wanted to make sure that he could actually tell time (laughs) so you're gonna make him have an analog 
face on his Apple iWatch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, Mike. So Johnny Mnemonic, let's get back to it. It is a movie. It is uh, not great. Uh, Dina Meyer is also in one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time, Super Troopers. No, Starship Troopers. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Damn it. Not Super Troopers. <laughs> Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. But wait, 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 Matt. Speaking of iPhone. And then Henry Rollins. Yeah. Uh, did Did you hear uh, in, in the movie, uh, Johnny Mnemonic's character, uh, He's he asked for the iPhone? Yes, he does. And it's the visor that literally goes over his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I-E-E-Y-E. But a- anyway... It's it, it makes an appearance. It does. It does. So it predicted it. They they predicted the iPhone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'll let you go. Uh, Henry Rollins. No, I was just saying. I like Henry Rollins. I wish he would do more acting. He's in stuff just just occasionally though. He was in a bunch of stuff in the nineties, and then he just kind of stopped doing stuff. I don't know if he just kind of totally started sucking back from the limelight because you know. He hasn't been as active with his band, so I don't know. Maybe he's just getting old, like all of us. Yeah, maybe he was over it. Maybe he had fun, or maybe he had a bad experience. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he wanted to do other things, like he had, like that was like one of his checkboxes. All right, I want to star in ten movies, or not star, but I want to be in ten movies. It's like check. All right, off to the next box. Yeah, I li- I'd like Henry Rollins. He's a cool dude. At least I think he would be a cool dude. He'd be a dude that I'd want to party with for sure. I don't know if I could hang with him, but I'd like to give it a shot. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, Matt, uh, Starship Troopers, that's that's a fun, uh, ridiculous sci-fi movie that I think we should watch. Like, I love that movie. It's it has such style, like it's it's silly, but man, I, I it's it's great. It's entertainment, man. The fascist overtones are insane, insane oh, in that yeah. movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another one we need to put on our list: Starship Troopers, Brother. And then you know, there's all these movies coming out. Like, did you see that new one on Netflix? Other than the one, not to spoil it yet, but that I picked for next week. There's a brand new one with like a drone pilot and an action movie. It's the dude that plays um, Falcon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Forgetting the actor's name. Oh, oh, okay. It just dropped. Um, I didn't think it was going to be coming out for a while, but it just dropped on Netflix. It's like a big oh, time action movie. Nice. No, I didn't. Uh, I haven't caught that yet, but I'm sure Netflix will send me emails and texts and and all kinds of things. Oh, yeah, I'll see it. Yeah, he's like a he's like a army drone pilot that gets like tasked with like this soldier i'm putting up a quotation soldiers like soldier to go do like this mission or something and it turns out the soldier's a robot and they paired him with the robot because he's so used to being with drones or whatever i don't know it looks pretty wild we'll see we'll see we'll see oh okay all right sorry for repeating Uh myself all the time Oh, it's okay. Matt, I don't know. Did we mention that this is episode 204? I don't think we did. So I'm just throwing that in there. No, I did not. I'm sorry, Mike. I've slacked off. Thank you for picking up the slack. You're the best. I know. I don't care what Mags and her motorcycle says. Oh, man. That hurts, Matt. That hurts. Just because I ride bitch on the motorcycle doesn't make me one. Dude, I know to get her for Christmas now. Oh, I'm gonna get her one of those shirts. 
<laughs> you know, you've seen them. You've seen them, especially out there. You've seen them where it says, you know, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. I'm getting one of those for Megs. I'm getting one of those for Megs. <laughs> oh, yes. You did it to yourself. Well, okay. Maybe she did it to you, but it's fine. Dude, that, I still, like, I think about that. Like, ever since you told me that, that she she's a, a, a biker chick, I'm like, man, Megs is cool. She's a badass. What what the hell is she doing married to you? Ouch, man. Ouch. <laughs> I know. I'm getting way too personal. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. Don't cry. Mike, dial it back. Don't cry. It's just a joke. Okay. All right. All right. I'll hold it in, Matt. I'll hold it in. Okay. So what else are we going to talk about, Johnny Mnemonic? Because I don't know how much I can. I mean, it's just... It's a unique movie. I don't think everybody should go and waste time watching it when there's so much other stuff out there that's better. If you like Keanu Reeves, I say go watch it. Uh, when we do our month of Keanu Reeves, which eventually will happen, this is a perfect film for that. But there's so many others we can pick from too. Um, I, you know, the the, um, the thing that's you know pretty ridiculous, and I think I even thought it was ridiculous at the time. We were into computers at the time. Uh, really haven't changed that much and um, no no we just don't game nearly as much as we used to that's a good one that's one reason why you need to get your freaking laptop is so we can do some actual like gaming on computers that would be fun yeah yeah that'd be fun um but uh is the concept of overloading a hard drive or, or a storage device and I was like, wait, you just can't, you just can't download some software and double the, the size of it. Like, it, that'd be awesome, but that's just not a thing. Right, right. I mean, you can compress stuff. That's about all you could do. I, I, I feel like you can still do that. You can compress stuff, and there's compression algorithms that have gotten better. And like, I mean, shoot, Netflix is trying to figure out the best way to send high quality video over the smallest amount of data possible, but, um because the data caps throughout the world, uh, uh, you know, including here in the States, but more it was for the world is very limited on data. So, uh, you know, that was the thing I found a little bit ridiculous about the movie. And it kind of ha- makes it a little hard for me to, I, I still enjoy the movie. I enjoy a lot of the movie. It's just that part's a little like, what, what do you mean you're overloaded and you're, you're going to have some sort of like embolism or something. I'm like, I guess it helps add to the urgency of the movie. Like he's got to, he's got to do stuff. He's got to do fast. And then, then every once in a while he falls down and stuff. Cause he's like overloaded. Well, it's like a ticking time bomb kind of thing, but yeah, I, I thought the same thing, you know, I'm sure I probably thought it too. When I saw it way back in 95, if there's not enough space, there's not enough space. You can't just cram it in there. It doesn't work like that. That's not how computers and technology and data work. You just can't be like, okay, I'm going to put it on there anyways. Oh, it's overloaded. No, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't go on it. I'm sorry. So, Yeah, like there's only a certain amount of whatever bits and that it can hold and you can't put any more and like you can't get a software upgrade to, to do double the size. It's like, I mean, that'd be cool. Everybody'd be using that, but no, no, that's not how that works. Okay, Mike. So, do you think our listeners should go and watch this movie currently streaming on Hulu and Amazon? You know, I, I think if you want to watch a movie that was neat, kind of uh, twenty six years ago, and our big Keanu friends, yes. 
But I do agree with you, Matt. There are quite a bit of other good things out there. Um, part of the reason that I just did this review was because it's it's now. The future is now. Uh, this movie takes place in the same, you know, right, right now what we're living in just happens to have a pandemic in it, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, it's I, – I was just highlighting that because I, I doubt anybody really knows that this, you know, that this movie took place in right now and no one's going to review it or anything. So I just thought I would do that. I mean, this is before Keanu did The Matrix, which is like, you know, the amazing. And then also this was after he did Speed – Speed was awesome. Remember Speed? Speed is an incredible film. I really enjoyed that film. But yeah, he's still he's not at the level of acting that you for our younger listeners would be accustomed to with John Wick. He's not a bad actor. He it's just he's not at the caliber that he's at now. Again, it's been 25 26 years. I mean, the dude's been acting for a long time. So, you can't you can't hate on him for not being the best cuz it was very early on in his career. Yeah, yeah, and 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 who knows? Um, the maybe the direction uh, the director wanted him to ha- have that, you know, you know, style because he was just kind of I don't know, uh, cold. I guess a lot, like not not a lot of emotions really, and and mostly just uh, more robotic. And maybe that was to fit with the movie. I don't know. Well, I didn't hate this movie, Mike. I just, I enjoyed myself while I was watching it. I thought it was fun. I just don't know if all of our viewers should rush out and waste their time watching it when there's so much else out there that they can be watching. If they're cinephiles like us, this is a sci-fi classic that is definitely worth a watch. Much like a lot of sci-fi classics that are not great films, but you still need to experience them. It's experience them if you are a big sci-fi fan. There you go. That's what I meant to say. All right, all right. One last thing, man. I'm gonna just throw one thing of trivia. This is Dolph Lundgren's last feature film before he made The Expendables. Right, and he didn't even have that big of a role in here. I liked his character. I wish he was in there more. I mean, he was a pretty messed up assassin. I mean, that was you know what they call him the street priest or something. Yeah, I think they called him the street priest, yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting character. And yeah, I mean, I don't know where he went for, you know, what, 15 years, but good for him. Maybe he was just tired. Maybe he was doing his rocket science stuff. I don't know. Because, you know, that's one thing. A lot of people think Dolph Lundgren's like not this smart guy. He's just this dumb Russian from, you know, Rocky. No, dude, he is a legit, like, physicist, rocket science, insanely intelligent dude. He is, he is. Uh, but somewhere along the line, uh, he wanted to do acting, and uh, you know, he's in it. He's not bad. He's not bad. Uh, he did. I thought he did a really good job in this. I did. Yeah, no, he did. He, his character is crazy. I, it would have been neat to know a little bit more about the character, but we got a little bit of a backstory, and then we see the character as well. But yeah, but not a lot. Not a lot. So, all right, Mike. Here, let's do it. You're going first. This is your movie. Well, not your movie. It was your pick. How many reels do you give 1995's Johnny Mnemonic? All right. So I'm going to be a little bit harsh on this one. Mike, how are you going to be harsh? Uh, It's your pick. I know. I know. But it just didn't age as well as I thought it would have. So uh, I'm going to give this three out of five 
reels. Wow. Wow, Mike. So I am becoming the asshole in 2021. Oh, dude, what, you're going lower? Two and a half? Oh, yeah. Two and a half, buddy. I did not think this movie was great. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but it did not age well. And, uh, you know, some of the acting was not great, and the direction wasn't great, and the production was very B-movie-ish, but I still had a good time. I still enjoyed myself. Yeah, you were you were on it for the ride, man. Yeah, and I, I, think, <laughs> I think when I told you I wanted to do this movie, you're like, really? Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, really. <laughs> I know. I'm a dick. I'm sorry, Mike. All right, kids. So next week, it is my pick. One of these days, the theaters will open up. But uh, I mean, I guess we could go see News of the World. But, I, eh, you know, we can wait because there's a movie that came out the day before Wonder Woman, or actually, I think two days before Wonder Woman on Netflix. A lot of people watched it in conjunction with Wonder Woman because... They were off for their Christmas holiday. It is George Clooney's latest drama fantasy sci-fi film called The Midnight Sky. I am looking forward to this one. I like George Clooney. I think he's a good actor. It is a Netflix original, and uh, it has a very interesting premise. Again, another apocalyptic-style film. Hopefully it's not a pandemic this time. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yes, yes, we'll, we'll see. Um, it looks good, Matt. Uh, I saw the trailer, I don't know, closer to when it came out and uh, just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But So now I will and uh, excited to review it. Yeah, I'm excited to sit down and watch it. It's a long one. It is almost two hours flat as an hour and 58 minutes, but if it's as good as the trailer, it'll be worth it. So, all right, Mike, well, you got anything else for our copious amounts of listeners uh no i i think that's pretty much it um so uh with that i guess everybody uh go out there and stream as many movies as you can uh don't hit that data cap though watch out or don't overload your cranial data implants oh dude good one good one uh yeah and uh catch us on uh the uh the corporations that are taking over the world uh facebook instagram uh and um uh what's what's the other one matt uh twitter TikToks. uh i don't well yeah tiktok yeah yeah tiktok tiktoks but, twitters snaps instas yeah yeah books they're, ta- they're taking over the world so and uh watch out for phase two where the yakuza are coming I guess with all that, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now go out and catch a movie. He's on the line. The one, the only Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast on Magic 99.1. How's it going, Maddie? Living the dream. How about yourself, Lisa? You know it. You know it. We're also anxious to hear from you this morning because you're going to review a movie from 1995. Yes, and uh, I think I'm on the side of Rotten Tomatoes, as you were discussing <laughs> earlier. All right, it's Johnny Mnemonic. I mentioned earlier, Rotten Tomatoes only gave it 
percent. Don't you look these up before you waste your time watching the movies? No, I don't, because then it'll ruin my ratings. Right, right. Yeah, so uh, in this instance, do you wish you had? Uh, No, no. I I still was going to watch it. I mean, it's a classic, you know, Keanu Reeves film from the 90s. Yes, he was still fairly young in his career, but he did Bill and Ted's before this, both of them, and both of those movies were really good. But I have to say, Johnny Mnemonic, the best thing about that movie is... uh, the cast is fairly unique, and the story is pretty unique it, itself, but the acting was rough. The production was rough. It, it's almost a B-movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, granted, it is from 95, but, I mean, it's, it's pretty rough. It, it, it really is. So, But it, it was fun to watch, watch it again after all these years. Well, so, tell us what it's about. Would I recommend people to go see it? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, fair um, enough. What is it about? So it uh, takes place in the year 2021, which we're all in. Oh, that's right. Right. <laughs> Did they hit the mark? No. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> way off. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, it's about a data courier that literally carries a data package inside his head. He must deliver it before he dies from the burden of the data in his head, or he will be killed by the Yakuza. So it's a lose-lose either way for this guy, huh? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And so these large data tech companies in the year of 2021 in this film, (laughs) so it would be like Facebook or like Google or whatever hiring the Yakuza to be their muscle. Right. (laughs) So they're trying to hunt down this guy because he has this cure for this worldwide pandemic that's going on that's related to technology. <laughs> is that true? There really is a worldwide <laughs> yeah. pandemic going on? In, in the movie, they call it like NAR or something. It's something to do with all the technology, and it's affecting uh, certain human beings and not affecting others. Oh, God. And this tech, company, this tech company came up with a way to cure it, mm-hmm. and they don't want to share it with anyone. And the scientists that created it give it to Johnny Mnemonic to smuggle it to this group of people in the U.S. that are trying to get it out there for the world to help cure the world. Well, let's just hope this isn't a hint of things to come. I hope not, <laughs> especially the Yakuza side. That, that, that's, a little, that's a little rough. Right, right, for sure. Okay, how many reels are you going to give it? I, I'm being generous here, but I give it two and a half. Two and a half. Wow, 50%. Okay, so you, you said it's streaming for free. If you've got a couple extra hours, you've got yeah. nothing else to do. Um, go ahead and, and spend some time. All right, what are we going to look at next week? So uh, this one came out in December. It is my pick this coming next week. And it is uh, George Clooney's latest movie, The Midnight Sky, currently streaming on Netflix. Oh, guess what, Maddie? Did you watch it? I've already seen that one. Uh-huh. Are you surprised? Oh, no, not really. No. Because it came out right around Christmas. Yeah. A lot of people watched it yeah. right around Christmas with, like, Wonder Woman and stuff. Yeah, so. well, it, you know, it's got George Clooney in it. What woman isn't going to watch it? I'm just that saying. Too. That, too. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean, when you're right, you're right, Lisa. Okay. All right. We'll have a nice discussion about Midnight Sky. It's on Netflix, right? Netflix? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It is currently streaming on Netflix. Um, so should I change the movie? Is it bad? Or should we continue further no, with it? I think you should watch it. I th- like I said, it's George Clooney, okay. Matt. I know. <laughs> no, I like George Clooney. He's a great actor. He really is. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought next week, okay? Okay. All I'm right. looking forward to it. All right. Any giveaways or anything else you want to mention? No, we just still have that one from last week of Redemption Day. I have a couple more codes left for that. So if anybody wants a uh, interesting war film, 
you know, uh, email us at nerds at realfilmnerds.com and tell us your New Year's resolution. All right. Very good. Thank you so much, Matt Henshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. I'll chat with you next Monday. Always. Thank you again for having me on, Lisa. It's so much fun. Ah, you're the best, Matt.